You're listening to The Dirt on Dating with your host, Noah Scott. Whether you're on the prowl or spicing up your relationship, we've got the dirt to help you find success in today's digital dating world. Welcome to this episode of The Dirt on Dating Show. I'm Noah Scott, and today I have a very special duo on the show. We have Abby and Fiona. So Abby and Fiona are high school sweethearts who grew up just a few blocks apart. They've been together for five years and are currently planning their wedding for next May. Welcome to the show, girls. How's it going? Oh, well, it's thank going you. Well. Hello. Fantastic. So tell everyone a little bit about you. Like, how did the two of you meet and in high school? And what are you into? Yeah, we actually met when we were eight initially. Yeah, we met at a neighbor's Christmas party. And we love the story because we it was like a white elephant gift exchange and everyone brought a present. And I came home with the cutest little hedgehog puppet. I love that thing. I still have it. And we found out like a few months into dating that Abby had brought a hedgehog as her white elephant like gift present. So yeah, we like that story because it feels like destiny a little bit. Oh, that is adorable. So you, Abby brought the hedgehog that, that you still have. And that was how you had your first interaction. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Cool. We, we went to different elementary and middle schools. So we didn't meet again until high school. And so we didn't remember that recollection. But a friend who hosted the Christmas party sent us pictures a few years later. So we actually have pictures of that first meeting. Oh, that's awesome. Let's take a, a step back. Like back in time, as you're going out, as you're starting dating, so you started dating in high school. Now it's five years have passed and yeah. you're thinking about getting married. Walk us through a story of a time that as you're dating, has there ever been a moment where friction was high and you had to figure something out? I think the hardest part of our relationship was the beginning. So those couple of years that we were dating in high school, because for Fiona, it was incredibly new. Mm-hmm. And so she had to work through coming out to herself, her parents, her friends, the rest of her family. And for me, it was my first real long-term committed relationship. And so that level of commitment was new. And so working through both of those issues together was probably the hardest part of our relationship. Mm -hmm. I would say the next road bump was college. We weren't sure when we started dating where we were going to go to college. We ended up going to college 10 minutes apart, both in the Twin Cities. And so that helped a lot. I think if we had gone different states, different cities. Oh, we might not have made it. Yeah, Yeah. it definitely Mm -hmm. would have been a different story. I think those were the two turning points, getting over the first hump of coming out and experiencing a first relationship and then getting through the transition of high school to college. That's really cool. I'd love to go deeper in just the love story right? The high school sweetheart thing is such a unique experience to be together through high school and then stay together through college and then decide to continue the connection through marriage. What is about loving each other? And what is this love story? Do you think if you can sum it up in a few words, that makes it so special? I feel like it's so special because we're we're teammates So we've always wanted the same ultimate goal. And like, we both want to live in a nice house, have a bunch of kids. I don't know. What else? A lot of different. We're we're both very career focused. And so being able to support and motivate each other through academics and career advancement. 
yeah, we're just, we're teammates through everything we're, we've done. And so whether that has been navigating the hurdle of me coming out, or it has just been like, I have a hard class in college, we've been able to talk through it and work through it. And so I honestly can't say there's a point where I've been like, you know, throw in the towel, this yeah. is not working, because I've always seen that final outcome that we've talked about since we were 16, 17, that I still want today. I think love is cool because life is so hard, right? Like just getting through a day can be so hard. And so I couldn't imagine doing it alone, especially right now. We just transitioned from college into the working world and it's 2020. (laughs) I just, I could not imagine being alone right now. And so having someone there to help me through the emotional changes of entering the world and the emotional struggle of being in quarantine and motivating and supporting the new work world. Yeah. I have my back. Yeah. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah. And it's good to have, it's good to have someone on your back and, and keeping you from going crazy during quarantine. That's for sure. Yeah. So I, I would love to talk a little bit about how you deal with things like if there's ever a wandering eye or other people making advances on you, but I think there's still, I, I would love to go deeper on the coming out story because I think that's something very powerful. And I think there's a, there's a lesson that can be learned for other people who are going through the same thing. And I think if, if it's all right to, to talk about it, I'd love to hear the story. Yeah, sure. So it was a, a long and winding story. I um, went to Catholic school and I grew up in a pretty religious household. So it took me a really long time to come out to myself in the first place. I have some weird memories. Like my mom caught me taking an am I a lesbian test when I was like in sixth grade. That's a really vivid memory of mine. She sat me down, talked about the dangers of the internet. But it took me until I was 17 years old, actually, to come out to Abby because I had a crush on someone else. (laughs) And it was only that crush where I like finally admitted to myself that I was gay. And then about two months, a month, not long after that, we were dating. And yeah, I think for my parents, it was a big shock because I came out to them after I was dating Abby already. And I had never really talked about it with them before intentionally. And also because I didn't really admit it to myself. Yeah, it didn't go great, but they've really gotten, gotten their in recent years, helping plan our wedding. They're really, they're really trying hard to understand and accept something that they really did not understand or accept in the beginning. Amazing. Yeah. And so what advice would you have for someone that is that's struggling that maybe their, their parents might be opposed to that and, and the resources that you found to be particularly helpful? Yeah, I feel like the biggest thing is you just need a support network. So whether that's an online support network, messaging even us on Instagram, or whether that's a best friend like Abby, who you can go to, someone who you can literally go to their home after you come out to family or anyone who you're worried is going to have a hard time with that is the biggest thing. Like I was able to stay at her house that last weekend afterwards, and it made things so much better and it allowed things to cool down so I could have a calmer conversation with my family and with myself. So that was very cool. All right. So let's shift gears a little bit and talk about attraction and how as a partnership, like how the two of you approach when other people enter your line of sight, or if other people approach you, are you exclusive monogamous or do you entertain offers every now and then? I had more, we'll just say sexual experience when we started dating. She was a player. She was a player. I was Fiona's first kiss. Yes. 
So let's just draw the comparison there. And so one thing that I was worried about, especially throughout the beginning of college in our relationship is that I would regret or like she was missing out on having other physical experiences given that I was her first and only. And so there have been times where we have entertained offers all together though, never separately. Yeah. Even though you'd be doing yeah, that. I'm, my idea of cheating is very different than Fiona's idea of cheating. For me, it's much more emotionally connected. So I think someone could be physically intimate with another person without it being cheating if there's no emotional connection. Whereas Fiona's a little more traditional. More traditional. Is a deed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's very interesting. It's something that I've, I've come across quite frequently in, in these interviews where if there is a desire and the other partner just says, hey, it's okay if you go out and do that. You have my permission. Just tell me about it. Generally speaking, most of the time I find that when that permission is granted, people don't even really take advantage of it, but the mm-hmm. pressure is off. And so they're like, oh, cool. If I, if I get super horny and the hot piece of ass comes by, <laughs> I know I've got that permission. So I'm like less, I'm less like, what's the word? I'm not as resentful to my, yeah, my main partner. And yeah, I think it's important to understand that like we are animals and we do have those urges. And I think what's cool about Fiona and I is we can talk about those attractions with yeah. each other like all the time. Yeah. How does that go? It's like you're sitting at a cafe and like some girl yeah. walks by. What is it? What is what goes through your yeah. mind? Or like going to different schools, we each had our like classroom crushes that we would talk about and be like, oh, today my classroom crush. Blah, blah, blah. Like, just, oh, she's cute. Yeah. And then we'd be like, yeah, I don't know. We it was very casual. Like you talk to a friend about like someone cute that's near you. When we still do that. But I think that took a long time of trust building. Yeah. And are these, do you find that you're like generally talking, is it mainly straight girls that you're like, ooh, this this girl's hot? Or are there also lesbians that you're attracted to as well? I really know. I've always found myself more attracted to straight women just because they're unattainable. They also tend to be more feminine. And that's more what I seek. But that doesn't mean that a lesbian couldn't be feminine or unattainable. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a, let's so let's talk a little bit about uh, from your perspective. At you've been together for quite a long time. What do you do to keep things fresh together and to make sure that things are just exciting and the connection is is staying alive with, without getting redundant or old or anything like that? How do you keep things fresh? Great question. Everything's been a little messy lately. Yeah, in quarantine because there is that monotonous, trapped feeling. But at least you're trapped together, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It just, I feel like it ebbs and flows in terms and just naturally. And I don't know if it's something we do differently, but there's just like times when we're just like, just hanging out. And then there are times when I don't know what I'm trying to say. But yeah, like it's, I think we just continue to to take time for each other alone, no matter what. And because we're in quarantine, all of our time is alone, which means it doesn't feel as special. But that doesn't mean it's not intentional or important to continue having like date nights and continue cooking dinner together and cleaning together and just doing all the normal things together, but making it romantic and cute. What are your plans for after marriage? What's uh, first off, why marriage? And second off, what are you most excited for about being married? Why marriage? Tax breaks. <laughs> I live in the financial world. So tax breaks are always exciting. Fiona likes sparkly things. So she likes her sparkly ring. 
the wedding is just an exciting excuse to be with family and friends and spend money on ourselves because we have permission to do so. Yeah, I think a lot of people are like, why are you getting married at 22? There's no need. You can wait. You're going to be together. It's fine. But for us, it's just like, we're going to do it anyway. And why not do it early? And we have the ability, luckily, with our jobs to both take that time off and afford it. And it just feels like it's fun. It's exciting. Wedding dress shopping is fun. Wedding planning isn't really stressful. It's just like, just doing it for for yeah. whatever reason for fun yeah. and being able to get married young when the family is all still around and yeah. when we're still close to our college friends is something it's it's extra special I would say beautiful beautiful as we're working towards wrapping up I think this is the the final question what would be your advice for someone who is in your shoes like maybe they're at a point where they're they're considering being with this partner for the rest of their life or or they're considering just making that step into marriage, what what advice would you give them? I'd say talk about it in not uncertain terms. Don't beat around the bush. Don't be abstract. Talk about exactly what you want in life and exactly where you want to go and make sure those line up. And also don't propose without talking about it first either. Yeah. Don't propose unless you're sure they're going to say yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> you that don't happen? No, we talked about it for years. Way before, too much. Yeah. Before. But I think that was our fear. Like whenever someone proposed, that's our fear. Yeah. Because so- I've, I've seen that happen. So who proposed? I did. Abby did. Yeah. So Abby proposed. Did you, did you get on one knee? I did. Yes. Did, yeah. oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I, what was the story there? Like, where were you? What were you doing? We were at the conservatory here. It's one of the most beautiful places in the city. And we both love animals. And so we were in the the area with the the rescue sloth, (laughs) Chloe the rescue sloth. And so we got to take pictures with Chloe. And then afterwards, we bought a sloth ornament to remember the moment. She told me we were taking senior pictures. And it was November, but for some reason, I just believed it. And then, so we got all dressed up. We like, we're ready to take some senior photos. Our friend came along to take them and then she proposed. And yeah, I should have known it was going, but I had no clue. Uh, so exactly. Yeah. Do, they, yeah. do they hang out together? I they should. The hedgehog's actually in her family home, yeah. but we think we're going to bring him back um, for our wedding. Maybe dress him up. Very cool. Yeah. Put him in a little tuxedo. All right. So how can people follow you and stay in touch? Yeah, I was just furloughed, so I made an Instagram account for us. It's at Abby and Fiona, A-B-B-Y. Yeah, great. (laughs) Fantastic. Thank you you both for taking the time to be on the show and sharing your beautiful stories. This is great. Thanks so much. All right. And all right, everyone, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to drop by Apple, search for The Dirt on Dating Show, and leave us a positive review. Or if you have some feedback, let me know that as well. Happy to take that feedback and bring it back to the lab so we can make some changes. And of course, if you want to be featured on the show, visit dirtondating.com slash single to introduce yourself. And you can also just DM me on Instagram if you want to chat or be on the show or just tell me how much this show means to you or doesn't mean to you at all. That's it for this one. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Dirt on Dating Show. We hope you enjoyed the ride. Stay safe. Talk dirty. And we'll see you here tomorrow for another wild dating adventure.